On this episode of Clinically Pressed, we have Holly Hansen, massage therapist of Hands-On Health Therapeutic Massage. We cover everything soft tissue work related, including what fascia is, how it works, and how to fix it. Enjoy this episode. episode of Clinically Press. Today we're with Holly Hansen of Hands-On Health Massage, correct? Yes. All right. Spit it out there, boss. <laughs> yeah. And she works out at Cooley Health out of our office, so I'm familiar with Holly pretty well, and she does an awesome job. Uh, so we just thought we'd talk to her and get a little insight on the, some of the soft tissue aspect of what she sees and what she does every day. Um, so I guess uh, I'm going to ask you a little bit about what you do and if you could introduce a little bit of a background, but um, I guess my own background first is everybody that goes to Holly loves Holly, and it, she does just such a great that job. That includes yourself. Awesome. Yeah, she does Should an awesome job. That's so, right. cool. Oh, really? Tagline on the thing. Hands on health. Everybody that comes to me loves me. <laughs> Enough said. You can refer a patient and know that she's going to do an awesome job. and They're, they're going to come out. Hands. Yes, they are. Get so, it. yeah. She, see what you did there. She does a good job. So, we'll edit that anyways. Yeah. <laughs> if you could just uh, give us a little bit of a background. Then. Okay. So, um, I grew up in a health and fitness family. Both of my parents were in the health and fitness. They were both coaches. Um, and so, I grew up with a love and passion for fitness as well. Um, I ended up going to college, graduating in 2002 uh, with my massage therapy degree. I also have a degree a bachelor's of science in physical education and coaching as well. Um, after college, I worked and managed a um, gym in La Crosse that's no longer there, but um, I was a personal trainer there. I managed the personal trainers there. So I've always kind of been involved in the health and fitness field. Um, and it wasn't until the last seven years that I started doing massage therapy full time. Very good. And then you were at Globe, right? Yes, I taught at Globe for about five years in the massage therapy program. Um, And then I decided that I wanted to expand my practice. So I just started working here full time. And I do some coaching on the side with gymnastics as well. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Gymnastics, shout out to UWL. Yeah. Just won another national championship. Did they really? Oh, the right. Dynasty another school record for yeah. points. I think it's the third time they broke it this year. Wow. And they had a girl on the floor. I don't know if it was a girl that you treat all the time or not. Scored like a 9-9-2-5, which is... All the story about it. Apparently, <laughs> the, the head referee went over to the floor judges and said, what are you guys doing? You are scoring this way too high. I feel like the first one was like a 9-8 something. Wow. And so they just kept it consistent. That We went from fourth to first after in the floor routine. That's and they wild. picked it up. Yeah. Dang. Good for them. So, That's awesome. Anyway, off the gymnastics <laughs> thing. Speaking of people that need soft tissue work. Oh, my gosh. Gymnasts. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So... So I guess with 
the chiropractic side of things, I think addressing soft tissue is so much of a big part of getting people better. I know, that's um, the reason and, I like working with you. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes all the difference. So, Howie and I were talking a little bit about the importance of fascia and just... Could you just go into that a little bit? Yeah, so fascia, um, and you guys probably know what it is, but for people that don't know what it is, it's continuous throughout our body. It wraps everything. It wraps your muscles, your nerves, uh, your bones, and it gives our body, it helps with the strength. It gives it function. Um, it holds the shape to our muscles as well. Um, and so anytime that you can damage your fascia, um, whether it's from overuse, whether it's from an injury, whether it's just from chronic issues, um, it can cause extreme amount of pressure within the muscle tissue itself. And that's going to increase your pain. That's going to lower your range of motion. So all those things that people come in to see me for mm -hmm. um, is really affected by the fascia. Did you guys ever get to go to that body world? Uh, no, I've heard it. I haven't. I'm gonna have to find a picture to link it where they somehow dissected like everything but the main fascia, yeah. and it was just this white web. And yeah, it's pretty impressive. yeah, and that's a really good. That's you know one of the things that I have to explain with my clients too about the difference between muscle tension and mm -hmm. fascial tension, and trying trying to explain kind of what fascia is and and. It, the best way I can explain it to my clients is when they pick up a piece of meat mm -hmm. and they're looking at it, when they pull the fibers apart and they see that kind of like spider webbiness, yeah. that's exactly what our muscle tissue looks like. So if you're trying to take meat apart and cutting between those layers, you're cutting the fascia. And a lot of people get it that way. They're like, oh, that's what that stuff is? It's that like, yeah, here. that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So when people talk about doing soft tissue work, myofascial release, what are they even doing or what are we talking about when using those kind of buzzwords? Yeah, so myofascial release, what it is, is you're taking the fascia and you're stretching it, you're lifting it away from the surrounding structures so that the muscle underneath can have more room to move. So essentially when the fascia is really tight, it squeezes around the muscle um, like this, and then the fibers of the muscle don't have room to move inside of it. So when they're doing myofascial release, they're making sure that they are pulling on it, opening, and you know loosening up those fibers of the fascia, and it allows much more movement within each muscle group that's going on there. So maybe, oh, go ahead. I was going to say. So what happens if you don't do that? So. If you, you know, don't, you end up with a hip like yeah. yours. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I was getting at. Exactly. See Dan I, Troutman's yes. arc wave video yes. at some point. And so I have the see. same problem because of the stance that I do with massage too. It's um, If you don't treat the fascia, um, you can stretch, you know, all you, all you want, like one particular muscle. Or I, you could go in and do foam rolling in one area over and over and over again. But if the fascial line is tight from your toe to your head um, and you don't treat that whole fascial line, what happens is that it's essentially squeezing off all the nutrition to those muscles. Uh, there's not any kind of lymphatic drainage going on. And so all of the metabolites that build up in your system, all those toxins that we don't want in there that cause pain um, and irritation and inflammation, all this stuff gets stuck within the muscle tissue itself and isn't able to flush out. So you get more inflammation, more pain, and less range of motion.
So oh, I think people oh, are kind of <laughs> understanding. No, go ahead. Just, I'm just really a side note. <laughs> I just wanted to say Howie isn't just like a, a feel-good massage. I think uh, I think I kind of established that yeah. she gets at you know it's yeah. more than it's getting after the tissue, I guess. Go ahead. So Let's there's see. a guy is. You ever heard of a Rosti? Yeah. 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 Basically, from what my understanding is, it traces fascial lines and it's digging your thumb as deep down into a muscle as you can. Mm-hmm. Not a bad thing. But the guy would always sell it to our athletes as like, he's not working the superficial fascia, but he's working the deep fascia. And I always had the problem with him would say that because of what you had just said, is that it's all encompassing. So aren't you just working the fascia? Could we, like, or I just kind of wonder what your take was on that. Like, it's something—it's a small thing to get hung up on, but it always felt like he was yeah. more using more of a marketing ploy. Yeah. Than it, it than anything else, but it's hard to say because there are distinctions to what's deep fascia right. and what's superficial. The superficial lays, you know, right below that fatty layer of the skin, mm-hmm. and yeah, you can manipulate that and loosen that up um, to create a lot more free movement. Um, but there are things you need to do to get down into the deeper fascial layers. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like getting into the fascial layer of the thigh. Um, so there's one that goes around the thigh muscles. It goes around the IT band, dips down all the way to the periosteum of the bone, and then another fascial layer comes out and then encircles the hamstrings. So you, so can't you have just to stretch your IT band. Yeah, so it's you have to find a way to get all the way down. <laughs> yeah. So you have to find a way to get down to those different layers and do the deeper work because gotcha. that fascial stuff can also be pulling on your organs and cause visceral issues too. Huh. I'm going to be a fun like AJ and say that's some deep stuff. Roll in that. It is late. Okay. I would like to say we're shooting this at 8.30 where most of us are thinking about bed already. So, we're um, What's that? <laughs> I said we're lame. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I wish we could go over to UWL and their cadaver lab because it'd be really cool to yeah. literally. Because when I was a grad student there, I had the fun task of dissecting one of the cadavers, having no experience doing dissections on my own. class. I just went into a blind because I had to get these prepped up for the yeah. undergraduate classes. But I know exactly what that outer fascial layer was looking like because it was like a sack, you know, closing right. in that muscle tissue. You kind of have to. Literally take the scalpel, slice that open so you can actually get to the muscle tissue itself. So Yeah, and sometimes yeah. those layers are super thick. Even just having a scalpel does not slash through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets, I mean, it's really, really thick. That's there. the connection point from upper body to lower body and your lower back. Lat to wherever it attaches to, glute and pelvis and whatnot. Right. Yeah, because I'm going to butcher the name, which is why I'm avoiding saying it right now. So You see like these movement specialists, some of the stuff we were talking about last week, who say you know, having something restricting you here is going to cause pain uh, down there, and you need to fix this to you know, free right. that. Well, link anatomy trains at least yeah. twice. In yeah, yeah there's video. all yeah. sorts of patterns and lines that can be affected that That's, way. That one might blow your mind, that book. You don't actually have to read the whole thing, but just looking at all Even the Even if you just things, Google anatomy trains and yeah. images. I can, send you, I can send you a PDF. Yeah. Yeah. That I bought and obtained. Oh, sure. Fully legal. Yes. Good to know. It's interesting to feel the fascia, though, like superficially, which I'm sure you do, just uh, between healthy fascia and maybe something that's got a lot of adhesions in it, too. So mm-hmm. um, maybe could you explain some different techniques that you have to... Get rid of that. I know Kyle's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So um, different techniques, definitely um, slow stretching. Fascia doesn't like any type of fast um, stretching because it can bounce back really quickly. So if I'm going to treat fascia, I'm going to do a lot of slow stretching with it. Um, it also likes heat. Um, and so sometimes I could use heat to help move that around. And then a lot of lifting. So instead of the typical type of massage by compressing and pushing down into the tissue, fascia likes to be kind of picked up and lifted away. So you can create um, just kind of like different pockets of stretch within it. It's all those things like cupping, going on. Yes, and cupping. That's where that comes from. That has been my go-to cupping. And I yeah. use a different set um, like we kind of chatted about before, but like fry T-band issues, especially when it manifests like pain at the outside of the yeah. knee is like I one took an ART course and of course I thought I was going to fix every yeah. injury under the sun with ART and you have you know work all the IT band great going to fix it didn't fix everybody yeah oh and it's right? so painful <laughs> it's painful so then I kind of went back and uh, we had a grad student at Oklahoma State that came in he had these Chinese cupping sets and he was leaving to go off to get a job and so I convinced my boss to pay for me to go do it since he was leaving I left shortly thereafter, but that's a story for another day. Um, and like they started talking about it, and then there was a research article saying how the IT band, everybody thinks it goes front to back when it's causing IT band syndrome. It actually does more of a bowing effect, they found, in cadavers, <laughs> oddly enough. Um, and so I started using that to just start pulling all the way, especially at the outside of the knee, and it yeah. increased results like tenfold of like bringing pain down and there was some easy tape on there, and they were happy as a plan. Yeah. So, yeah. With the, that might be a discussion. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be. With the IT band, too, I don't think there's as much contractile tissue, so cupping would mm -hmm. probably be more beneficial than, you know, you're not going to get I a like, big stretch on the, yeah, on the band itself. I like joking about that one, because I don't like star reps, one of those things is like, the IT band is strong enough, you could hang like a Volkswagen car from it, and yeah. it still won't snap. So how are we going to stretch it? Like, we just right. aren't. So there's other things we got to look at and do. And it hurts after I beat my head into the wall so many times trying to convince my students about that. But so I've never heard that comparison before. Strong oh, it's that. like huh. thick. Like, it is no joke. Because that was one we always talk about. And when you talk about, like, it hurts here, but it's coming from somewhere else. Like, either A, it's hung up, kind of like yeah. we were talking about somewhere in that lateral quad. Yeah. Which then I kind of wondered about because of that same point you had about everything engulfing it. Mm -hmm. But then it goes and it splits and connects at your TFL and your glute. Well, if you're all jacked up up there, like that's some of the only tissue that's going to lengthen and loosen. Right. So we got to spend some time up there and not just focus on that spine pain. pain. Yeah. <laughs> well, and when you're working on the IT band, it's extremely painful mm -hmm. for so many people. And, you know, there's a point to where that much pain is too much and it's just you know totally totally you know counteracting what you're trying to do uh with someone anyways but there's a huge benefit like you said working up at the top yep. near the glute um but then also working down right by the knee where that attachment is too and so i think working both of the ends mm -hmm. too and trying to get both of those some room to move helps what's going on in the middle and take some of the pressure off there how do you gauge, like when, obviously working on somebody else other than like AJ in our other video, jumping right. off the table <laughs> in pain, like feel great yeah. to say that. 
Right. You know, like, because obviously there's times where it's got to be intense or else you're not going to get accomplished what you want to get accomplished. But then there's other times, like you said, where it's counterproductive. Yeah. And I like the pain cave thing. Like, if I tell people when they call me, like, if you have to make a face, it's too intense. Like, you right. got to let it go. But how yeah. do you gauge that? Yeah, same thing. I mean, a lot of it is communication with the client. Okay. What are you feeling? How is it? I kind of tell them, I want you in that hurt so good zone. So I don't, I don't want it. You know, it hurts. You know, I'm on the right area, but it's not too much in, you know, you kind of like it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, um, for exactly, exactly. exactly. But at the same time, then, you know, you also kind of watch their breathing. So a lot of times if people are in pain, they'll hold their breath. So I kind of watch their chest or their stomach for breathing. You watch for twitching of the muscles or um, just them trying to like protect and tighten up their muscles in different areas. A lot of times people squeeze their toes or their hands or um, a lot of people start sweating. Yeah. We'd be scared. Check, 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 check. I was holding my breath. Is it that bad already? I'm actually okay. Squealing, I think I let yeah. out a couple of words. Yeah. yeah, it's hard for people too, though, because they don't want to, you know, be the one to say it's <laughs> too nice. much. So they're just yeah, like, you cool. can see them, and it's like, this is too much. Oh no, I got it. No, it's too much. And you, you I mean, just watch for that kind of stuff. It probably varies on pain tolerance from person. Oh, to absolutely. Too, yeah, yeah. And women, by the way, have better, way better pain I, tolerance. I, I totally agree. What? What? Not even a question. Don't listen, yeah. Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get So should we, I guess, uh, get into? I don't know. We talked I got, about. Some, I got more questions. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, you're. I guess you're the. I want to know all this. You're like the non-resident issue yeah. guy. I'm out of my own. Right. Right. Okay. So. <laughs> we talk a little bit about adhesions, but I've also I heard pull out like a little note card and say, All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, got that one answered or that one? Um, sorry. Adhesions. Did we mention adhesions? Slightly. So that was kind of my question. I've heard a lot of that thrown around too with soft tissue work, myofascial is trying to break up adhesions yeah. or you know, trying to fix scar tissue formation, prevent it heal it, whatever. So how does that all tie in with what we've been discussing so far? Yeah, so adhesions can form, you know, in muscle tissue itself or in fascia. So even if you have those little micro tears that you like to have when you're trying to build muscle, um, they can also happen in the fascia. So once you get those little micro tears, those adhesions build because it's trying to heal. Um, and so for me, when I go in and I feel that tissue to me feels actually crunchy and you know you can it'll feel like little grains of sand sometimes within the fascia you try to stretch and bend the fascia um, it just won't do it it'll resist every type of movement that you try to make with it um, so you can try to um, pick up the tissue like I said use the cuffs um, you can use back and forth motion to try to break up those adhesions and you know, push them back into the lymphatic system so your body can essentially say, you know what, I don't need those anymore, I'm going to flush them right out. So is it like a cartilage formation or what has actually happened to the they're, integrity of the fascia? They're proteins and combination of all that kind of stuff that makes up muscle and tissue. So um, anything that makes up, you know, the connective tissue, I guess, right, Kyle? 
Um, I want to start talking scientific, but I feel like I'm going to screw myself. <laughs> no, 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 go for it. Help me no, I'm, I'm going to say something. Uh, so, yeah. The easiest way I always explain, uh, we talked about it, and I wanted to say it during Dan's whole thing with the arc wave, but he kept going, so I just let him roll. <laughs> um, but like how I explain it to like my athletes, it's like you know, if your muscle tissue, I'm going to try to do this in front of the camera, sits like this, which is all nice and pretty, and then you go and you stretch it. Hamstring. Yeah, everything runs how it's supposed to. Nice and smooth, you don't feel anything. It doesn't cause pain when you go over it. Then you separate it apart. Like, it doesn't go and when it heals, just heal back nicely how it is. All your body's trying to do, and I want to say with a lot of, like, fibroblasts and things like mm -hmm. that, are coming and it heals like this, in right. essence. Yeah. And so what it's trying, to, what we're trying to do through all the soft tissue work, the different things, all the other stuff, you felt the crunchiness, I'm assuming, when you got grafting done to you. Yeah. You did grafting on it? Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that whole thing is break that apart and add in the rehab and the stretching and the different things yeah, to get it as really close hard. to this as we possibly can again to not have that. And once that tissue goes back to where, you know, we could run a tool over your quad right. and that you don't feel that crunchiness, it's back to normal, healthy tissue. So is there a, a point of no return on some of those things if you do ignore them? For too long, or there's too big of a. a you ever seen a guy with like through. a big divot in his bicep because he tore it? That's just huge scar tissue healing yeah. it, and he never did anything to help. So even if you reattach the tendon, you could still get those gaps somewhere. Well, it'd be more the like in the muscle, muscle belly if they actually strained it through there, um, just because that's how they attach and reattach. I've seen it with people in like their quads. They actually they actually have like a divot, yeah. and, but their body's done not good enough job adapting to it that they are functional. They just have this divot. It's just this chunk of scar tissue that it's kind of a point of no return at that point. The amount of pain so they have to go through. So you would really have to do go some nuts on it. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the, that's one of those like and where still, dry you know, needling and some of that can kind of come in handy because it's more point specific mm -hmm. and probably equally as painful, but maybe yeah. not as bad. But I think with uh, a lot of it too is like posture and different motor patterns. If you don't address the improper motor patterns, you're not going to fully, I mean, you can, you can do dress and all you want or massage or whatever, Absolutely. all you want. And that's just kind of like a bandaid because it's yeah. just addressing, you know, that specific area, not the cause fully of why. So, you know, right. if you, right. If you get rid of it and then your muscle still works the same way, right. you're never going to re-strengthen and realign those fibers because you're not, your body isn't even firing those areas anymore so i think it's good to address it still but Absolutely. in combination of you know correcting maybe an improper motor pattern or you know crappy posture or right. whatever the aggravating factor could yeah. be but patients freak out you know they adhesions and they're like oh my god is that bad and what causes that and they yeah. think it's the end of the world and i think you could probably find adhesions on Except maybe a baby or something, yeah. you know, but um, it just builds up with life and, you yeah. know, just kind of minimizing it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Latent trigger points versus active. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, are we going to get rid of that line of tightness in my calf? No. <laughs> We're, our goal is to make it so you're functional again right. and it doesn't hurt and then it's up to you because right. we could literally do massage every other day for the rest of the year. Right. Probably not get rid of it while you're still running. But your body is that good that it adapts to it. It's just when it causes you pain, causes you pain. Yeah. That you gotta go and try and break that cycle. Right. Interesting.
just thinking about all my own nagging. Oh yeah, for sure. Years, I can like, just hear the gear, gear stuff. You know, because last year when I we did the voodoo band stuff. Yeah, because I yeah. got lifters elbow. I know all kinds of lifters have that issue of just repetitive grip stuff. You know, they develop tendonitis usually in the elbow, and then over that time. That was one of my favorite ones from that Julian Pinot episode of Barbell Strike. Was just like talking about those different things and how like everybody grips this way and never actually flips it over and supinates to grip, and so then they get all these chronic problems all the way up to their shoulders because it always internally rotates up. Because they just, and he was talking about CrossFit a lot too, because they're always in this position Mm -hmm. and never actually work to get into this position. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's going to fall all the way up. You know, he's talked about that, but he never does anything in this position other than he tries to get one one of his (laughs) hands there for his deadlift. (laughs) He just doesn't. But right, it's something yeah. that was so simple that could be causing stuff down the line yeah. other than his wrist. The stirrup video you guys posted last week is a good example of kind of addressing that with the, the perfect push-up. Oh, yeah. Doing, doing all the different I actually almost said it those as much as I proclaimed it. <laughs> no, it's a good little just, tool. Just, I just demonstrating that motion, though, yeah. just getting some external rotation with any of those movements. I think that's a, it's kind of a huge thing, too, is we get so used to moving our bodies in the same way. You know, whether it's, like you said, lifting or whether it's at work, that we develop all these, like, insane lines of pull. And even with what I do, you know, I'm constantly working downward. So there's so much tightness within the pec, shoulder, rotator cuff, all the way down the hands. Um, Just laying in bed at night knowing that I'm feeling that and opening everything up the opposite way. Um, so starting to kind of feel where those lines of pull are in your own bodies and trying to do the opposite of what your body wants it to do. That's right. Yeah. Makes sense. That's kind of like what you would have me do. You'd wrap you up in the food band. You'd grab it this way. Yeah. You just work through all the motions and try to find the line and rotating around. Or even drive. I just see a light bulb. I know. I got to get out of here. I got some shit I got to try. What are the questions? Well, how about um, a, a knot? I feel a knot in my back. Mm-hmm. What's that? A knot is a hyper irritable, tight spot of just a, a what am I trying to say here? Fibers, just a small amount of fibers that are contracted. Um, and so let's say you're, like you said, with your elbow, you're using it in one way. So those fibers are constantly contracting all the time, they get exhausted, they can't do that job anymore. So those fibers themselves tighten down and clamp down because they're saying, I'm sick of doing work, I'm done. Mm -hmm. So they clamp down and then the muscle fibers around it have to start learning how to do that muscle's job or other muscles surrounding that muscle have to learn how to do that job. Trying to remember all my textbooks right now. Hyperelectivity, I don't know how to say it. Basically, like the electrical activity there too can get all screwed up and almost yeah. like switch and like switches polarization in that area. So sometimes that contributes to the knots and trigger points too. I like using a combo therapy, which is an ultrasound and stem, but basically allows you to move the stem around. Mm-hmm. So I'll follow up a day of like hard soft tissue work with that. Yeah. Because t- it's going to make the muscle twitch and you can fatigue out that area by just making it twitch out. Um, yeah, essentially it be telling in, your brain, like, you have to let go of that tension mm-hmm. or it's going to be really, really damaged. And so the muscle then kind of gives and says, okay, fine. And it can feel really good because it usually will warm it up and I'll use the ultrasound as yeah. a heating 
yeah. part of it too. So then it isn't like I attack you with the grass and tools one day and then I come in and use my thumb the next day mm-hmm. and you're so bruised and beaten that I can't do anything else yeah. with you for a week right. because your body's just like, nope, done. And so I'll use that as kind of my intermix in between days just to... So when people have like lifters elbow, tennis elbow, another huge kind of overuse tennis match related issue, they just think rest and then come back and do it where there may be other things they may have to do on top of that then, huh? Yeah. Well, because think about that, like if it's a whatever elbow or throw whatever itis on it, it's the tendons taking the brunt of it. Yeah. Well, depending on who you ask and you feel free to jump in on this one. Like, the tendon in and of itself doesn't stretch a ton. A lot of the elasticity comes in the muscle. I've seen varying reports on that, but <laughs> kind of where I go, like, if you go and you rest, but you don't do anything to the muscles that are pulling on that tendon, maybe you stop the pain, but as soon as you start up again, there it is, because we didn't fix anything. Right. Right. And so, where, like, rest fixes everything, not always. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're supposed to go see Holly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times you feel it more in the tendon than in the muscle belly too, which can be yeah. necessary. But it's kind of where the inflammation happens. And, and it heals body. slower too because it doesn't get as good a blood supply. So you can go back to the muscle belly though and affect the contractile tissue and then that'll ease up the tension on the tendon. <laughs> you learned so much about mobility <laughs> in the two years I've known. Yeah, I know. See, this is the stuff, again, that first roundtable discussion. I wish I would have known no, that, yeah. 10, 15 years right. ago, I wouldn't have these problems now. Even I was told just, that, though, it's hard to take the time to actually yeah, that's another. Right, I was talking right. to Coach Smith today when we were in a football lift, and it's like, he was talking about how he used to do, like, they had flies to bro part for the football yeah. game, <laughs> and so Coach Smith was talking about how he would do them, and he'd come, and he would always have this little pop at the end <laughs> that he would do it. He goes, and it would just get real tight. And I was like, dude, you were just like driving your humerus into your labrum. Like, no wonder it hurt. Like, weird. And it was, you know, like you see, like with flies, like how many variations of flies have you seen? You know, you go really wide or you go a little bit less or you start this way and then you turn and you do this way, you know, because it's going to get you that last little bit. I was talking about like, it's hard for me to watch all of our guys think all the same dumb crap that I thought back in college. <laughs> And not be like mad at him for thinking yeah. it when I did the exact same thing. Unfortunately, well, but like you just said earlier, and knowing that's one thing. Do. It's yeah, and oh, still do. I mean, do think this. of like especially like Kyle and I are working here, and we're telling all our clients to do certain things, and yet not planning the time to do them for ourselves either. So no. you know, we eventually deal with the same problems and have to address them in the ways that we're actually telling people how to address them. So it becomes kind of a neat I will circle of life. I always people to get a massage. I have never gotten like a full massage <laughs> yeah. my entire life. Yeah. I'm really bad at that. And until meeting you, I had never actually been like like fully adjusted either. Even though I told people to go see them all the time. Breaking down barriers. Apparently, yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm trying to move past the do as I do. Well, you got to force each other to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, luckily we I still got to get AJ to write me a nutrition pack. Always around each other, but never utilizing each other's yeah. services. Right. <clears throat> For sure. So, what sure. muscles or um, patterns do you see? Like, I, I feel like I see this, like um, you know, overactive patterns and everything, uh, with like upper cross syndrome or lower cross. So, what 
muscles do you find that are generally tight? Or You're giving me a lot of things tight. to define what's shown. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's good, but yeah. Um, we'll put that in there for you, AJ. Appreciate major it. Major muscles. It, it really depends. Um, you do I mean, a lot of desk jockeys. The, that, you you know, know, and it's not just desk jockeys. I mean, posture in general, people is completely horrible. I hate to say it, but it is. I mean, even in muscular people and people who work on that all the time, posture is still horrible. Um, so yeah, a lot of like the up, like Kyle said, upper cross. You can identify It'll be in the show that notes. later. <laughs> yep. um, so you'll see like rhomboids, especially trap. So this trap piece up here is usually just insanely tight. Yeah. Um, and you'll find it all the way across like that lower cervical vertebrae. People have like this huge yeah, hump. Right. You could probably spend you know, an hour back there. Oh that's yeah, it's just point. insane. That's what I would pay for an hour yeah. right <laughs> up here. Because I want people, you know, I carry a lot of stress in my back. Is yeah. That are they actually carrying yeah. stress in their back, or is it just upper cross and just um, I, I think it is. I it's think like all it's, the cliche phrases. I it's kind of like the, it's a lot of tightness within the front of the chest, and so those muscles back there are lengthened and everything in the front. So a lot of times when I massage you know, people's pecs, they are so surprised to see how tight and kind of nasty they mm -hmm. feel because everybody, you know, that has bad posture or is a desk jockey or does a lot of that stuff, it's all here. And so the minute you try to take that and open it up and get inside that tissue, it's just insanely painful for some people. I think that brings up a great point too with the, the trap being long and tight because a lot yeah. of times people think associate tight and they have to stretch it. Right. Um, well, if it's long and tight, maybe you need to address what is short right. and tight. So yeah, it's short, short, tight. tight, and weak. Right. Because if it's tight all the time, those muscles, how do they work? They contract, right? And that's how we build muscles, contract and lengthen, contract and lengthen. And if it can't do that, if it's always short, okay, it doesn't do a job, so it loses strength. I know that's one that I had to figure out, like, you know, short and tight, long and, and weak. You know, oh, yeah, and sure. stuff like that, but it's like, if it's long, why would you do soft tissue work on it? You want to make it longer. No, it's but kind of like, you can it's like you have to break yeah. it up to get it to be able to go back to a point you where you do, can strengthen it. You do, but you can it. also use different techniques, too, with massage that force the fibers back into shortening. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's I'm not always, massage own. isn't always about lengthening the muscles. Yep. Um, and I think that's where, you know, a lot of massage therapists go wrong too. They think, oh, I'm just going to go and lengthen all this stuff and it's going to be great. Um, when sometimes that's not what people need um, and to know, you know, what muscles are long, what muscles are short and sure. how to get those back to that resting length where we want everything to be. So thinking practical for all the stuff that we said, how, how do you know, how do you differentiate between all of this stuff, just having... Education. Go take a hundred bucks. You know, it's go see Seeing seeing a lot of people and noticing that um, a lot of my clients I see weekly, biweekly, monthly. So I mean, I've been working on some of my clients for seven years, so I know their bodies really, really well. So I can tell in an area where they're weak, or I can tell in an area like you know is this shoulder forward and this one's backwards and why is your collar going off and what were you doing um so it comes with experience and and keep learning new things and going to continuing ed and 
talking with people who know their stuff, like Kyle, you know, and being able to shoot out ideas off, like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. Why is this? What do you see? Why would this be? So it's nice to have other professionals to kind of talk to about that. Going back to the, the stress up here, too, I think a lot of times, I think legitimately people do carry their stress up there. Like, they just tense up. You know, like you were saying before, how people... When they're in pain, you know, they tense up or they white knuckle or do all these things. They stop breathing. They they start to, to breathe more up here and they just tighten up. So literally, I think they do carry that and just breathing, which yeah. we've talked about a ton. But I think that they makes such a big deal. Drive, I get all jacked up and <laughs> right. sitting on the Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's all right. Not I'm right. Right. No, no. Like, I'll get sitting on, like... I apparently... I think, you know, the wallet thing. Like, who believes oh, yeah. that the oh, wallet yeah. really throws you off at... Yeah, it does. It does. But I swear, I like, sit weird on my right side. It's just how I sit in my chair, and then like I'll try and lean, and I've just got a spot that just gets pissed. So like I had to like readjust my. I'm sitting as upright as you can, trying to push my chin back, so I'm not in a crappy position mm-hmm. for most of the drive. It's crazy but, to see people's posture though, like on the interstate when they're driving about this beat. That's me, I drive a little PT Cruiser. If I sat up right, I wouldn't be able to see. So I gotta drive old lady style, hunched over the wheel. Go support the Kickstarter to get AJ out of his PT Cruiser. It's for his health. I learned this trick from my mom where you take like an empty pop bottle and you stick it behind your back so it pushes right in that mid spot your back and helps you sit up straight that way the whole way. I keep a pillow in my vehicle just all the time just to have behind my yeah. back and make mess with the lumbar support thing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it never gets the there. right spot though. I mean it's, yeah. it's for me anyways it never does. I just avoid the driving if I can. Yeah. <laughs> just walk right. Yeah. Stand. stand. It's better to move. Just stand. Just stand. Get a mailman vehicle and then you can mix it up. You can just drive that one half the time. So I still think we would have, they would never work, but like the stand, the stand up. Oh yeah. Truck driver. Yeah. Big rig. How much those guys are on the road? Just think how much money you'd save those companies on health oh, stuff. Gosh. I couldn't yeah. do that. Patent it. I know. They're killing so themselves just yeah. sitting all just day. Sitting. So they don't understand. Joel's gonna develop a big rig. That no, he's not. Right. But that was be something. <laughs> Bad Incorporated trend. You know, someone's gonna pick this up and run with it. So yeah, like Tim yeah. Ferriss threw out a shout out the other day about trying to like, you know, I'm trying to develop this little system. So if anybody's got any ideas, tweet at us. I'm throwing it out there for the truck. Anybody got the idea? I'm gonna tweet to every big rig company I can find <laughs> once we this thing goes live. Yeah. I mean, inactivity is like the third risk. Highest brick factor for dying. So I'll take standing yeah. most of the year instead of running 30 marathons. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Brings up a good point um, in activity. People come in to me all the time and they just say, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. So why does this exactly. hurt? And why does this hurt? And I didn't, you know, I have no idea what I did. I didn't, I didn't do anything yesterday. I went to work and I came home and I went to bed and I woke up like this. You know, so it's, it's people that have no idea what inactivity or sitting at a desk or doing the same thing every day can do to you, you know, that you're going to have more pain just sitting around than you are if you're up doing something. So activity level is a, a huge thing. And just because you have pain, don't let it stop you from getting up and moving. Some, some people are so scared of it. Like, oh my gosh, my low back. 
Like I stood up from my chair and my low back is really tight and I just kind of felt it twinge. Well, the last thing you should do is go back and sit down <laughs> yeah. or go lay down in bed for five hours mm -hmm. and expect it to feel a lot better when you wake up in the morning. It doesn't work that way. You know, if you're listening to your body and saying, okay, well, obviously it's trying to tell me something. Now, what can I do to fix it? You guys can make them kill it in a nursing home. Right. <laughs> we were there this last weekend with my wife's camp, and again, you look around, everyone's in bed mm -hmm. yeah. or in, in a wheelchair, wheelchair or hunched over, and they're like, oh, it hurts too much to move. I'm like, yeah, and it's not, not going to get any better. Yeah, that's because you're, you're not moving. Yeah, suck moving it up and start yeah, moving more. Mm -hmm. And they're a population that it could be life or death. You know? oh, so yeah. you stop yeah. moving, you lose so your autonomy. Fast growing population, too. Yeah. So what differences do you see in like an active individual versus an inactive individual? Obviously, uh, there's going to be some maybe body composition <coughs> differences that you would expect, but yeah. um, what differences, I guess, would you say you see? And then um, do you see a difference in how they respond? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Boom. To all of it. Drop the mic. Um, wow. I don't know so, if it was okay, a yes or no. My mind is going in like so many directions with that. Um, so kind of like yes. health, healthy tissue versus like an unhealthy tissue. Um, I guess with healthy, active individuals, their tissue is firm. It's kind of supple. You can tell that there's definition within the muscle. Um, yes, you do find trigger points, you find adhesions, you, you find tightness. Um, on the reverse side, for people who are inactive, um, the muscles aren't supple, they're dehydrated, they're kind of flat feeling. Um, it's kind of a weird way to express it, it unless you're a massage therapist and mm. have your hands on a lot of muscles, but it almost feels like greasy. When you try to move the muscle, it almost feels kind of greasy to me. Leathery is yeah. like another example. Of yeah, what it kind of feels like just found that a lot of smokers. I feel like Ooh, feel like absolutely, it's that's the worst. That's the worst. And the amount of soreness that those people experience after Oof. a massage is just insane. They feel so oh, much It's terrible, <clears throat> terrible. Weird. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do see a, a lot more. Um, healing done for people who are active. Yes, they keep coming in to me for various issues with tightness, um, but they're living a more active life. They do have less pain after a massage, and they tend to get those benefits like sleeping better, um, having more of an appetite. They're much better hydrated. They have a lot less occurrence of headaches and things like that post-massage. Um, that inactive people usually do lots of soreness um, within the next 24 hours, even up to the next 48 hours. A lot of those people come in again and say, God, sore for two days, or um, and I just felt really dehydrated, or I didn't feel well, or I kind of felt flu like symptoms. Um, so I think all of that really contributes. Probably rather be sore from. I was, I was wondering if you were going for another question. Yeah. <laughs> So I'd rather it be sore, I guess, from being active than from being sedentary. Well, sure. I mean, I've kind of felt uh, your soreness after the art. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a different kind of soreness. <laughs> I was going to say, that's totally different. See, because that was just maximal muscle contraction at its fullest for, <laughs> I don't know how long you had it. Three days, it felt like. <laughs> yeah. 
And just the amount <laughs> it was a 40-minute video. Yeah. So. Oh my god, I can imagine like your body's like chemicals that were released at that time to like take I'm out. I'm pretty sure you can see them if we replay the video. <laughs> oh <my laughs> god. I got blacked out for a while. The, the jelly legs on the stairs going to the <laughs> Oh, that was the worst. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were joking around at first. Oh. Good morning, you you AJ over the AT room real quick. You said trick mode and wasn't feeling good. That's interesting though that you say flu-like symptoms because I've even felt that way. You know, just after a really tough workout or something like that, you just feel like garbage the next mm-hmm. day. Um, and again, like you almost have the flu coming on. You're yeah. just achy and sore. And it's weird that people will experience that after even just a, a massage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially if I use the cups. If I do cupping during the massage, um, they'll feel fantastic when they leave. They'll feel kind of light. You know, kind of say like my shoulder was really hurting and now it feels like air, like it doesn't feel like anything's there. Um, and the next day, um, I'll ask them how they're doing. It's like, oh my God, I'm so sore today. I feel like somebody just punched me, you know. It's a workout. Um, I mean, so I mean, I think it's just everything combined in there, all that lymphatic flush that goes on within that area. I think that has a lot to do with it too. The non-active people because with training you kind of get like a repeat bout effect where yeah you get that big case of doms right after you know first couple training sessions but then it kind of goes away you kind of become you know you're more accustomed to that style of training so you think it's the same thing with absolutely massage once you kind of get through the first couple ones then yeah you feel a lot better and you don't have those you know flu-like symptoms or a lot of the soreness and i think it's just because the body, the fluids in the body are much more fresh. So with massage, you're pushing out all the bad fluids, right? All the soreness that accumulates within the muscle that's getting flushed out via your urine. And if you drink more water, which massage therapists should always be saying, drink a lot of water when you leave mm-hmm. because you want those good, healthy, clean fluids to go back into the muscle so that you don't have that soreness there anymore. So yeah, it takes a while for the body to flush out all that stuff out, especially if you've had it for accumulation of years, like some of my clients, because they refuse to come in until it's gotten so bad that they can't take it anymore. So it takes a long time, you know, to I was referring to the athletes. You too? (laughs) I knew where you were going with it. Whatever. (laughs) On the interest of bedtime and my computer battery, when I go to swear. (laughs) Chemically <laughs> pressed questions. Yeah, I don't have them uh, totally memorized. So what the first one is what? On, what? You don't have them memorized yet? I don't. I knew the, the hundred dollars. Yeah, pieces. you can do this question. That's been your go-to. So, oh, well, something you believe that other people do not? I don't know. That's a hard question to ask. What's something I believe that others do not? Or something that might be a little bit out there, like. I believe it's okay to put butter in your coffee <laughs> in the morning, and it's good that in this group that might be like a relatively semi-normal thing. I think it's anybody true. else, anybody else, I say to you like you do what? Like if it was from anybody other than you, I'd think you're crazy. Uh-huh. I don't know. We might have to switch that question because I, I don't know. All right, pretty mean. Start first one. No, that's all right. Something. I mean, does that have to do with my profession or? Could be anything. Mine's I believe in aliens that not everyone does. We've got an episode coming up oh, dedicated to... There's definitely a way to see you. There can't not be. That's Do my thought. See? Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> blown. Um, sorry, skip, that skip that question. So what's 
uh, you got something here. So your most influential uh, fitness purchase under $100. Fit, oh, well, fitness. Fitness. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, health we have, we have health purchase, I would say. we have say. it in quotes. Okay. There's um, too many I know, words. I know. Health, wellness, nutrition, and fitness. Right. Like we could do all that. So this particular thing is called a back knobber. There's other ones on the market that have different <laughs> names. Um, but and we this, can't sell a mobility kit. Right. <laughs> this um, is a self-help tool that people can use to get rid of sore muscles and their trigger points. Um, so this one comes apart um, and you can use it. So I could lay on the ground and put this underneath my hamstring and find the trigger point of my hamstring and just hold it there until it releases. Um, you can reach back over your shoulder, get it there. So essentially, these are made to reach pretty much any part of your body that you can't with your normal hand. I mean, you can't reach all the way back to your shoulder and get those nasty spots that those knots like to accumulate. So is that how you do it? Just kind of hold pressure on it until yeah, it seems you, to release? Yeah, you hold pressure on it, take nice deep breaths, and um, you can do movement. If it's not going anywhere, <laughs> you can do movement kind of in between um, is what I find works really well. Um, so yeah, I think that every one of my clients could benefit from having something like that. And it's just one of those things that, you know, it kind of saves you if you can't get in to see, you know, a chiropractor, a massage therapist, a PT, you know, see whoever you need to see. Um, if you're having tightness or something like that, this is just going to save you um, on those days that you yeah, really need it. Someone travels a lot for work, throw that in your suitcase. Yeah. With on sure. yeah. business trips. Exactly. Or travel with a lacrosse ball. Yeah. yeah, he's a lacrosse player though. He's got a stick too. No, no, he does not. Never played. So, what are your top three take-home tips or uh, must-have? See, he's okay. got a memory. Right. No, you're good. I'm impressed. <laughs> he's got a memory. Because he just looked over on. Yeah, that's right. true. Um, so, top three take-home, um, at least in my profession, you know, hydration, hydration, hydration. You have to hydrate. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Um, yeah, hydration is definitely key. Your muscles need that um, to flush out everything. Um, so people could always drink more water. I know I can. You can mm -hmm. know that. Um, stretching. I think these are normal ones that you'll hear. Stretching is so important um, that you even do it five minutes when you get up in the morning and five minutes when you before you go to bed. It's not that hard to even just to bend over and touch your toes and then reach up for the ceiling and then bend over and touch your toes. I mean, even something like that to get the fascial layers, the muscle, everything kind of stretched out, moving a little bit before you lay down. I have an app that I got. It's called like Way of Life and you can basically set like goals and at the end of the day, you hit like yes or no and whether you did it or not. Okay. And like one of them I have on there is stretch. And it's like get it's on a like, no. it's like get on a foam roller <laughs> stretch or do something like that, and like you can track it, like and look at mm -hmm. trends, and that one is pathetic. Oh, like, I don't do it for the ten minutes that nobody. Right. I don't know. So no, one person that to does, your to your point, it's could, a great take home thing. Do them all the time. Yeah. Um, theory, but even, listen to Holly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it's one thing you can always keep in the back of your mind and say, yeah. hey, you know what, I really should. And the minute you start hurting, then you're like. I See, I think we gotta start See. giving these recommendations and pair it with like a new Netflix show. Because that's when I get my sure. best home rolling mobility. When I get hooked on a Netflix show, no, it's like, well, now I got an excuse to sit for 40 minutes, so may as well yeah. do some mobility work. So yeah. so, yeah. 
true. Stretch and also Catch Season Shout out to Netflix. Catch if they're, if you're looking for the sponsorships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll take it. Um, and the third one is, um, I tell my clients this all the time, is don't, don't be afraid to kind of look out of the box, out of the traditional ways to be treated for the problems that are going on. Um, don't be afraid to look at um, different types of massage. There are over 200 different types of massage out there. Um, so you've got to find one that works for you. Deep tissue, trigger point, cupping, uh, myofascial work. It's not going to work for everybody. It's not going to be the end all be all, you know, one thing that works. And I'm never going to have to see a chiropractor. I'm never going to have to see a PT. Um, just think out of the box and be open to listening to different types of professionals, be open to acupuncturists um, and taking a look at what they can do and understanding what it is that they do and just not saying, oh, it's a bunch of rubbish, it's just ridiculous, that stuff doesn't work. Um, That stuff's been used for thousands of years, so it does work or else it wouldn't be around anymore. It's a really Um, good marketing plan, acupuncture. (laughs) You got it. Damn you. We've been around for a thousand years. What would you tell yourself in either your training or education or work in the last, if you could go back? Yeah, if I could go back and eight years do it all so, over yeah, again. Maybe before you got into massage therapy? Yeah. Um, I think um, if I could go back to my education, um, I would just ask more questions. I think I was so willing to take at face value what my instructors were saying and say, oh, this is this is what you do for this. Mm-hmm. And there's no other way to treat that. This is just what you do. Well, then you get out of school and you realize that's not the only option or that's that's not how this works or there's so, so many different ways to look at what's going on. Um, and that's what's really cool about the massage therapy field is I can look at it from the massage therapy view from a chiropractor's view from a PT's view and say, wow, you know what I can take from what they know and what they teach and use it to my benefit, you know, in my massages, although I'm not going to do a chiropractic adjustment or anything like that, but your guys' soft tissue knowledge that you have, you know, really helps me understand what's going on, you know, with my career. So I think, if I could go back, I would just force myself to ask more questions and, and look outside the box of what I was being taught so that I had a better understanding as a whole of what's going on. Seems to be a fairly common thing. It does. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, though. Well, but I guess uh, just in closing, where can people find you? What do you want to shout out, it's, plug, whatever it may be. Yeah, it, it's hard to find me because I don't <laughs> advertise. Uh, I don't advertise. Hide? And I guess the, the reason people are always like, well, mixed why I don't do that, but I don't because I love getting referred, refer, essentially. So I get to work with people who value massage that way. So my clients value what I do, okay. and they are going to refer to the people who also value what I do um, and bring to the table things that I like to work on. I'm a problem solver. I love to figure out what's going on with people, and that's why I love my job. I'm like a detective every day. There you go. Um, So I'm like trying to figure out what's wrong, where it's coming from, what can I do about it. Um, So it's a little bit hard to find me, but 
you can always find me here, Cooley Health. Um, if you really need to find me um, or call me or find someone that knows me. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. There you go. <laughs> That's when you know you got it going. Yeah, no <laughs> you got to hunt me down <laughs> yeah. in order to get this. No kidding. That's awesome. Good. Cool. Nice. Well, I, said, I think I got all my show. questions asked. <laughs> yeah, are you For sure? Now. I learned a lot tonight. Yeah. This is great. Are you going to go and buy one of those? I might too. Do this. Go through our link. Do it. All right. Well, until next time. Perfect. Thank you. Sweet. That was good. That was good.